0: Welcome to the Bromley Adult Education College Digital Drop in Podcast, getting you back to work with confidence.
1: Hello. I'm Jill Collier and welcome to episode 24 of the Digital Drop In Podcast. Today I'm joined by Catherine Kennedy, and Catherine works for the NHS in quite an unusual job. She's a midwife. Hello Catherine. Hi Julie! Um, thank you firstly, thank you very much for giving up your time today. You're welcome, thank you for inviting me. And speaking about your job. So you
0: have been a midwife for 16 years now
1: 16 years and what made you want to be a midwife
0: from a young age i knew i wanted to be in a quite a caring profession originally i wanted to be a physiotherapist but my qualifications weren't quite going to take me down that road so i looked into sort of after my GCSEs doing Uh, a course in health and social care and it was on a study day there they threw so many different careers up on this screen and midwifery was one of them and I thought oh midwifery and and it was around the time we needed to organise some work experience and the school had a contact at King's at Denmark Hill so I went there for two weeks and it was wonderful experience everything went out in community did a breastfeeding study day worked on the ward then went on to labour ward saw a normal birth and a cesarean and that was it I was sold that was it that was the career for me really it was as simple as that simple as that that is doesn't that
1: just go to show how when jobs are flagged up at you if you're already in an area where like you say you knew you wanted to be in a caring profession and you're kind of qualifications were taking you to a sort of route by those jobs being flagged up how it
0: it completely changes? yeah completely changed my changed my life
1: so interesting Set me on the right, path. right so once you've done your 2 weeks work experience um how easy was it to then get qualified? What is the what What is the process? What do you have to have to get in to be
0: so I went. Eligible? I went straight from school. So I did my GCSEs, and then back at that time, I did an A level, and I did what was used to be called what was called a GMVQ. The first year I did it, it was an AVC, an Advanced Vocational Certificate of Education, and I did that in Health and Social Care. It was the equivalent to two A-levels. Wow. And that was, so I left with my three A-levels, and that was enough to then get me into university, which was, at the time you could do a degree or a diploma. I believe you can only have a degree now. But I did my degree did my three years in Midwifery. I stayed local because the course is it's not a typical university course you're not there to, to to get drunk the whole time um it it's it It goes beyond the normal um semesters of university You're in university for a sort of a five six week stint then you're out in placement at a hospital working doing the job thirty seven and a half hours a week working the shifts in all the different areas. Your hours are checked that you do enough hours to qualify. And you spend three years um, doing all your hours. You need 40 births to qualify. You need 100 antenatal checks, 100 postnatal checks. But the best way to learn is on the job, getting that real life experience, being there, learning how to care for women, talk to women, be with women, look after newborn babies.
1: I totally agree because, and I'm I'm not an expert in this, I've kind of understood that in nursing, I mean, what you're describing, you went through is is how nursing used to be many years ago, but I understood a lot more of it now was in the universities and not enough on the um, on the wards, but it sounds with midwifery that you do... Very
0: much on the wards. But so there are different routes. So if you did your nursing first, then you could, after your nursing, you could specialise in which you do 18 months training to be a midwife. But... The expectations are still the same. You still need to get your forty birth to qualify. Um, but you come with that experience of yes. of, of a nursing qualification. Um, but so the midwifery means I'm just I'm only qualified as a as a midwife in in that sense.
1: And when you have to do your forty
0: births, hundred this, hundred that, do you literally have a little notebook with it in? Absolutely, you're recording every birth, and there are births, and that is you delivering the baby and the placenta. It's Obviously, there can be births where you're caring for a lady all day. She might need an assisted birth with a with forceps. She might need a cesarean section. That's where the doctors take over. So that doesn't class. Although that cla- it. that classes is your labour experience, but that's not your birth. So oh. every student has a little phase where it just they don't go your way for mm. your births for a little while, but then it all it all balances out in the end. Oh
1: my goodness!
0: And can you remember your first birth? Yes. Yes. Were you nervous? So nervous. I was I was working with a team of midwives who, who did what they call caseload care. So they would do on course. So this midwife was on call for her team and she got called. So then I said, yeah, I'll be on call as well. So I got called in and she had the baby about half past three in the morning, and I was so excited. And I still remember—I won't give too many details away—but I still remember the date. She'd be, she'd be twenty now. <laughs> um, still remember the date and her name, and it was just oh, absolutely wonderful. Wow, every birth is magical. Everyone is magical. I'm delighted you think that way because
1: I think I would be. I'd be thinking two lives are at stake here, the mother's life and the baby's life, and I'm kind of responsible. I would find
0: it quite... It's definitely, it's a very responsible job. You are, you are ultimately responsible, but it's recognising when things, things don't go wrong just like that. There are warning signs and it's recognising when things are going not as they should be and reaching out for help, assistance at the right time and making sure it's teamwork, it's teamwork at the end of the day.
1: Right. So when you were doing your training and seeing all different types of midwifery um, and you'll have to tell me what they are because the only things that spring to mind for me is antenatal, postnatal, in hospital, home births. Um, <laughs> what, what, when so
0: there are so many different areas that you can work in. You can work in the hospital, you can work outside of the hospital in community. Within the hospital you can work in different areas, you could work in the antenatal clinic, you could work on the wards, you could work on a birth centre, you could work on the labour ward, you could work in the maternity assessment unit which is a bit like A&E for maternity. You could become a specialist midwife specialising in mental health, um, you could work uh, in community going to see the mums and babies at home or looking after them through their pregnancy and that might be in a clinic in their GP surgery you might be a caseload midwife which means you're on call a lot more of the time but you have your own caseload of women that you are looking after so many different Gosh. areas that you can work in and you don't qualify and think this is the area i want to work in or you do initially but then you everything's change over your career you know your situations in your life might dictate what sort of area that you work in if you then go on to have children things like that or you just think actually it's time for a change now when you change sort of the speciality that you're that you're covering
1: right so again this is ignorance on my part you can't be doing a bit of everything then you can't be sort of a bit of antenatal some of the
0: roles are like I work in a community role so I do antenatal um clinics so i see the women when they're pregnant i see them when they f- they come for their first appointment then i go out to see the mums and babies at home then i do on calls as well so i can be called into work in the unit if they're short-staffed and really busy i can get called to a hang birth as well so i i am kind of jack of all trades but mm. it just means if you go to an area that if you're called in to help it's an area you haven't worked in for a long time you can feel like where oh have they moved things where yeah. is everything you can feel a little yeah. bit rusty but mm. we're all there to help each other at the end of the day right and
1: when you say you work in community what does that mean does that mean that people know right from the very beginning when you're seeing them in antenatal they know that they want a home birth or no does that's that evolve how,
0: that's how everyone comes to us um and then that evolves if they if, um we look after them slightly differently, so we'll go and see them at home, book them and plan for their home birth. So right. it, uh, that evolves as the, as the pregnancy goes along. They may decide they want to go to the birth centre, which is um, a low-risk unit where there's just midwives running it, where people want their more natural birth, they have less pain relief options. They might deliver in the birthing pool, um, in the water... Um, they don't have epidurals there, that's where you'd, you'd go to the labour ward for your stronger pain relief. Um, right. But you need to have no complications to be able to have, so no medical problems with yourself pre-pregnancy or during your pregnancy to have a home birth or, or go to the birth centre. And
1: do you find in general people do have a preconceived idea of what they're going to want or is that more when they go to antenatal they're given these options, and then a bit like you thinking, yes, I'll be a midwife. Is it that they see different options and think, then they, yeah, they decide? They,
0: they come with maybe a slight idea in their mind, and we encourage them to do antenatal classes. Um, and then from that, when they're 36 weeks pregnant, so they've got a few weeks left, we, we go through what we call the birth plan, although I call it more of a wish list because you can't plan it. No. But we go through what they would like, what they wouldn't like. I do encourage people to have an open mind because birth doesn't always go the way you expect it to no and um, but to have an open mind and that's where they've take the information from the classes and and have hopefully ha- thought about you know what they want to do and it's our way of talking through what they what they'd like with them so often their ideas evolve once they understand what's involved because they see how things quickly happen on the television and it doesn't it's not it's not like that in reality no so would you say in general you enjoy
1: your job is it something you would say is a you know you would say to people yes come and be a midwife I love, or? My,
0: I love my job it's hard work it's long hours it's antisocial hours but i work with a lovely team of midwives and what i love about the job is getting to know people supporting them through their pregnancy journey and knowing that i've played a massive part in that massive moment in their life and then they'll always remember you and then often we see them, I've been working in the same hospital for eight years now and you see them come back and have their second baby or their third baby and it's just such a special, unique time in people's lives and it's so nice to to be a part of it and help support them in it.
1: Yes, yeah, I I can imagine from that side that it it would be. Um, But then looking at the obvious side of money, NHS, do you feel you're paid um, or or do you feel your salary has stayed in line? Maybe if you say you've been doing it 16 years, if you think of friends of yours that were doing, I don't know, comparable jobs in different areas and now 16 years on, are you still happy um, that the salary is on a par? Do you feel... Salary
0: definitely isn't on a par and our recent your pay rise after the nurses were striking hasn't still hasn't gone up in line with current inflation it's not a job you go into for the money it's a job you go into for the for the love and the and the care um working for the nhs is hard um it's no secret we're short-staffed and underfunded and short on resources but we pull together and do the best that we can I was going to
1: ask that question in a moment about i understand that you're um, dramatically understaffed Um, kind of come just before i do though talking about the money but you go for job satisfaction do you not think you would rather work 40 hours a week and something that you are getting job satisfaction than to work that dreading to go in every day hating it but just getting a bit more money I think you have got to enjoy you your got job to enjoy haven't it. You? and I'm
0: lucky that I work with such a lovely team that that it's going to work with your friends and and have you spotted sort of differences over the years have you been with other teams where you've thought
1: well, this isn't really gelling as well absolutely absolutely So then you get to really I've had, appreciate I've had times
0: where I've thought I love my job and I've had times where I'm like no I can't I can't um, you yeah. know I, it might be it might be a staffing issue it might yeah. be a team issue it, it might be a traveling issue there would be lots of times where I think I don't think I can do this anymore yeah. but I don't think I'd ever not be a midwife if I won the lottery tomorrow I think I'd still be a midwife one or two days a week oh really <laughs> <laughs> um so going on
1: to the understaffing why are we not getting enough midwives I mean I have to say I don't see it advertised anywhere but is it that people aren't aware of becoming a midwife or there's just not the the marketing for it or it's just not a job that's popular? Why are you understaffed?
0: I think ultimately what has changed from when I qualified um, when I did my training it was the tr- the course was funded for you and you received a bursary and um, based on your circumstances so you'd have an income every month um and that a few years got taken away. So now um students have to pay their three thousand or however I'm not entirely sure how much it is a year for their university course, plus they're not there's no financial support other than a student loan. Um, and I think it's. I think that has been seen a huge drive in. Um, we've seen a huge loss right. in in how people are attending for. Atten- they're not attending for training because the financial implications. That's so
1: interesting, and that was what I was totally unaware of. So, when you did your training, it was almost like an apprenticeship in a funny sort of way. Then, Absolutely, because you were, yeah. although it was a minimal amount of money, you were actually getting a bit of money mm, yes. or at least your fees were being paid whereas mm. now it's it, like, it's any, like
0: it's any, any, any other, other university degree. Course, yes. yeah. you're going
1: to put yourself in a huge amount of debt to come out as a midwife. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that is a big, that is a big difference.
0: And it's a, it's a job that uh, at 18, it's a huge, it's a huge career to go into. I remember a midwife saying to me, oh, wow, Catherine, you're 19. That's so young. I didn't know what she meant, and then as as I came up to qualifying, you realise you're young and you're in these situations. You're 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 in such a. What's oh, the best way to explain it? It's such a vulnerable time in people's lives, and you you ha- you're learning as well those communication skills, how to inter- interact with people, and it does make you grow up really quickly. Yeah. And the course does bring. I I had a lot of friends older than me when I was training that have gone through, they've had their families and thought, actually, yep, yeah, this is a career that I want to go into. And I think now we see less of that because of the financial implications yes. that families can't afford to pay all this money mm. for for someone to not be bringing in an income. Um, the families can't always afford that that in, to lose an income and to have to pay for all of that yes no i totally get that and i I think
1: you're right i think midwifery yes you got into it very young but i think it is something that i have known of other people either wanting to or going on to train as a midwife as you say almost like as a a second career you know they've done something Mm. they've done the money market they've done you know they've done things and then thought no i want a satisfying career and Um, i always
0: say if you to anyone young thinking about doing it, you've got plenty of time. It's a career you could go into at at any age. Don't yes. don't don't rush it. If there's another degree, another course you want to sort of go and do first, do it. Because you can come back to the midwifery later on. You can be any age to go into midwifery. You can, can't you? Because you bring your all your life experience life skills, skills, skills with it. you, whether that's your skills from another job role, your skills from your own birthing experience. I mean, you don't have to have you can still be an amazing midwife. You don't have to have had children to no. to be a midwife, but we all just bring our own life experiences to it. So,
1: potentially, this is quite contentious, what I'm now going to ask, um, male midwives, is it, Even the term, is they called a midwife? Or are They're they still called, called a midwife. Right.
0: The term midwife means with woman.
1: Oh, with woman rather mm. than being a woman. Mm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So, um, do many...
0: Uh, males have the calling to be a midwife some do I, I i must say i could probably count on one hand the amount of mid- male midwives i've seen um in my career but they they are out there they they do they do exist Yeah. um and women ultimately they just want to be cared for by someone yeah. nice so it's not often that that um culturally sometimes people for their cultures don't want to be cared for by a male which is completely understandable but most women i've never known anyone have a problem with no, having no. a male midwife
1: i think the only thing that prompted that question to me was when you said you don't have to have had babies to be a midwife which you know a very good midwife and that's what suddenly made me think yeah that's true so therefore it is a job that's kind of equal opportunities mm, definitely to, to anybody um but yes, I couldn't. I, I don't know a male midwife, but I do know some female midwives. So yes, I was just curious. I think some jobs, even though they are open to all, by default they attract more men or more women. But it is a job that anybody listening to this podcast could... Um,
0: Anyone could apply. Anyone could do the training to be right. a midwife. Just understand it is a long, tough three years. It is yes, because you are not. Not only are you working, you're academically working as well. So you're still expected to write your essays, write your dissertation, perform your exams, uh, both written and um, physical exams, and yes. you're being assessed continuously by your by your mentors. Right, and is it something that you
1: have to intermittently? retake any exams to stay up with current equipment or once you're done you're done so long as you stay in the business we
0: have training every year it's called our mandatory training that we have to complete um and we practice all the um Sort of what to do in emergencies we practice those uh, once a year and we have updates from all the various areas just to keep us up to date with what has changed in Mm. guidelines and and, and policies and what's new and what's different and so we're you know we're updated yearly Mm. to keep us up to uh, you know keep our skills up to date
1: i mean to me guidelines and policies is more theoretical perhaps does new equipment come in as in really practical stuff that you have to know new equipment or does it not really change I I don't know
0: I'd say a new yes a new type of machine would come in that essentially is the same so yeah we we we're, we're then trained on how to use new if if they've but that's got just in an a if and when it's just yeah, when a new piece of when, equipment yeah. if comes they've decided in. to buy a new brand of a, a, a machine or a pump or
1: something right and dare I say I'm aware at the moment that the NHS are just installing completely new software to run hospitals so does that filter out does the midwifery come under
0: they have hit us with a bang with that it's a yes. new system that I think once it works it will work very well um that's but, a huge but, learning but, but before we had a system for our maternity notes a system to make people's appointments another system for uh, looking up ordering their blood tests and looking up their blood test results so yes although it was quite long-winded once you knew your way around these systems you just have them all open on your computer and this system is meant to be all in one and it is but there's with any new IT system mm. there's teething problems um, and it's it's IT it's getting your mm. head around a, a new system to use um, so we're we're getting there slowly we're we're pulling our hair out with it most days but we're getting there but it's just another um kind of
1: level of experience you need to be a midwife is all i was thinking i mean you're there to be a midwife but it again obviously with my digital skills hat on
0: it um, does come in it comes into
1: absolutely everything and like you're saying previously you would have had three or four programs going and you're And you just you said it you know you have them all active and you're flipping between one and another there'll be some people listening to this that think well how is she even doing that Um, and now it's it's a different system so it's just another kind of little nod to the fact that everything we do in our lives now whether it's paying for parking on a parking Mm. app on our smartphone or being a good midwife you also have to have reasonable digital
0: skills yes you do need to have yeah because a lot of our older midwives who are the most fantastic midwives they they come with so much experience <sighs> they then struggle yeah. there's a new system that they're like they're a bit slower and a bit you know mm. to, to maybe work the computer or pick it up and or we support one another but previous times when new systems have come in it it, it means midwives bring their retirement forward which is is yes. quite sad to lose um it certainly Good happened
1: in, in teaching about 20 years ago, exactly the same thing happened. It went computerised and older teachers just thought, you know what, this is my time mm. to retire. And, it, and it's sad that that can have that impact. So I hope with this system, adequate training is offered. and um, <laughs> The
0: training was... Um, wasn't maybe as good as it should have been right as geared to what we needed it to do but they went live as a whole hospital so the training was there was a mm. lot of training involved I think with anything it was one of these systems that you need to keep practicing it yeah and um, so I knew once it k- came in that was when the real learning would start Always does, because you're doing it, it day and we're all mm. becoming experts in different fields in uh, we've all been focusing on different things within our work so becoming experienced In that area of this new system and then supporting one another when we're when we're crossing over
1: yeah no that's an excellent way to do it and that's what I always say to all of my students you can sit in a classroom until you're blue in the face practicing things I'm telling you to do but it's not until you're out in the real world sort of spinning all the plates that the real learning takes place doesn't it absolutely practice
0: makes perfect
1: yes Oh, that's really, really helpful. This one more thing I just want to explore is um, midwives are in high demand because of their, you know, the the, the lack of the sort of um, numbers coming forward. Does that mean you can go anywhere in the country with your skills? And then thinking one ahead of that, anywhere in the world. So if we think of the country, could you go to I don't know Scotland now? And just go into a hospital, not into hospital, but could you apply online yes, could to a hospital almost anywhere in the country?
0: Absolutely, you could apply anywhere in the country.
1: And your skills are relevant? They don't have like different systems in different
0: areas? They might have different, I, you, you might get a job at another hospital. You can't transfer within the NHS. It's applying, oh, you can't? It's, it would be if... if a hospital in Scotland was advertising, you'd apply for that job and an interview for it, as anyone else would. Right. Going there, it's learning, and they might have different policies and guidelines right. yes. to, to where you work Yes. currently. So they're new things you have to learn, and they'll probably use a different IT yes. system. The NHS doesn't have one big no. system. No, no. Everywhere uses different systems. So, again, you get trained on how to use and their with policies system. and
1: guidelines, sorry to be pedantic here, why, why would they be different? Is it set under a borough, a country? Why would there be different policies? They can
0: good? write it based on what the national guidelines are and they can use that and adapt and it. And interpret it to their Interpret, their interpret means. it to a, to a degree and with, with current research. So.
1: Right, I see. Yes, I get and it now. they're yes. updated
0: depending on the guideline. Then they're rewritten right. and looked at and yes, updated. Yes, I understand.
1: And so then finally, if you did want to go, I don't know, Australia, America, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm picking countries where language wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I
0: definitely know uh, my skills are transferable to Australia and New Zealand, that's for sure. America, I don't believe I'd, I'd need to do any additional training or anything, but I wouldn't get to work in the same way as I do now. So m- midwives work quite autonomously. Uh, left to make their own decisions somewhere like America the doctors take a lot more charge so you're more there is what's called an obstetric nurse oh, okay. so, so on the sidelines sort of mopping up tidying up and assisting right. rather than being in charge of the of the of the birth itself
1: right I see okay so yes different countries sort of assign kind of different levels of expertise mm. to different jobs I guess yes yeah but To your knowledge, it works reasonably similarly in Australia. Yes, yeah. I've
0: known people that have gone over to work there.
1: Right. Well, it does seem then, although it's a three-year hard core training, once you've got that training, because it is essentially experience you've been giving yourself, almost like an apprenticeship, you've then got those skills for life. Got those skills for life. And
0: if you did give up, say you gave up your midwifery to start a family and you you stop working for say for 10 years there are there are um like return to practice courses that you can do to refresh yourself um if you if you wanted to rebuild your career again
1: right oh well that's excellent isn't it so you can take a career break and Mm. um and come back to it Well, that's all very, very interesting. Is there anything I've kind of glossed over that I should have asked you about midwifery? I don't think
0: so. I think we've covered it all. Lovely. I hope uh, a lot of your students decide to come and join us. Well, that would
1: certainly be wonderful if we could drum up some trade (laughs) in midwifery. Please do.
0: But um, if not, it's
1: just to give people a... um, You know, I try and pick as many diverse kind of areas of careers because I just think it just opens people's eyes, really, to, to what is about, not it? Absolutely, if you
0: don't know what's out there.
1: No, well, exactly, we and that, that's been with you. It was, you know, mm. given to you as an idea, mm. wasn't it? So, well, I really, really thank you for your time, Catherine. Thank And, you for um, having me. and I've learned a lot. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. For help with all your job searching needs, do visit one of our digital drop-in venues. On a Monday, we are open 12.30 to 3.30 p.m. at our Poveris Centre. And on a Tuesday, we are open 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at our Kentwood Centre. In our sessions, we offer free use of computers for job searching, advice on creating a winning CV, plus lots of short training courses to gain skills in the digital world.
0: This podcast has been produced by Bromley Adult Education College. For full details of how we can support your return to work, visit our website www.baec.ac.uk and search for Digital Dropper. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of new episodes.